if you were out on a date with someone, if the other person just looked at the meal and just went, cool, like, yeah, I've had this before, who cares, big deal, yeah, oh, I was hoping for better. Versus if you're sitting there across the table and that person said to the waiter or waitress, hey, what flavours are in this? Like, this is really unique. And then the chef comes over and has a chat to you about what you've just eaten. Like, how much more interesting is that going to be? And then you're sitting across the table from someone doing that. You're going to go, this guy helps me or this girl helps me appreciate what's in front of me. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people go, hey, guys, this is a big freaking deal. Holy crap, we're here. You guys are here. You've got all of these people who you love right in front of you. Maybe you can hear them in the background right now. This is one thing I'll say. If we duck out for like a sunset shoot and you can hear people in the background, I'll say, hey, what can you hear? How does that make you feel? Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hey, and thanks for joining me. A hot topic of wedding planning is often how to choose which suppliers or vendors to book for your budget, your look or your aesthetic or the style of work that they create. You might be thinking that looking at their reviews or testimonials from previous couples will give you a good sense if they're right for you. Or you might believe that a stack of awards bodes well for the experience and service that you're about to receive. But what if the key to booking your people, the ones who get you, who you can share a laugh with during your most vulnerable moments and who lift you up, was something completely different and akin to dating. James Day is an emotive and epic wedding photographer based in New South Wales, Australia. And today he shares why you've actually got way more control over how you look in your wedding photos than you even realise and how to be a good date, plus the true value of printing your photos. Let's get stuck into it. Hi, James, and thank you for joining me on the Unbridly podcast. Thanks for having me. James, for those who don't know you yet, can you tell us a bit about where you're from? Yeah, absolutely. I'm originally from Armidale, which is a beautiful little town. Grew up in the country. I now live in a town called Winuna, which is by the beach, just north of Wollongong, a bit south Sydney. And growing up in the country, I feel like I'm on holidays because I can walk to the beach. So it's, it's a great place to live. It's gorgeous. And tell us a bit about how you got into photography and when it started for you. Yeah, so photography was always something I loved. I learned photography from my dad and with my dad because we used to go to camera clubs together um, when I was a kid. Unfortunately, I lost my dad when I was 14. And, um, you know, I, I hadn't really thought that photography would be a job. I was convinced that I'd be either the next Shane Warne or the next Charles Barkley. I hadn't decided if I was going to be a professional cricket player or a professional basketball player. But the night before my dad passed away, he um, he expressed to me how he wished that he'd been a photographer, like that he'd worked as a photographer. And his advice for me was, don't just get a desk job, go get a job that gets you out there and where you can go out and meet people and um, do something you love. He's like, I wish that's what I did. 
think. And so at that point I inherited his amazing camera gear. Uh, you know, I wanted to stay connected to my dad and photography as well. I kept going to the camera clubs. I stayed in touch with the photographers who I'd met through my dad and they continued to teach me. And then at about the age of 16 then, I was I started doing some professional-ish. I say professional, it was pretty rubbish. But I was charging people some money for photos. Look, in a little town though, I feel like people are so forgiving and they're just willing to give a guy a go, you know? It's pretty funny looking back. And I've got I've actually got my portfolio, my original portfolio sitting up here that I made when I was 17 or 18. And I was so proud. And I remember I, I showed a, a local professional photographer my portfolio and they just picked it to death. And I'm like, what would you know? <laughs> <laughs> now I look at it and I'm like, that's really embarrassing. And I was charging people. And then I was asked to shoot a wedding when I turned... I think I was 18 or so. Yeah. Um, I'm 37 now and I pretty much haven't stopped ever since. That's brilliant, James. So I want to get right to the core of it. What do you think is the biggest misconception couples have about their wedding photography? I think that a lot of people come into it thinking, that let's, let's find the photographer that people recommend and that might be the venue or another vendor that they've worked with or they're working with or a photographer that's worked at the venue that they've chosen. And then they look at the pricing and then often leave it at that and go, cool, let's let's hire that person. And I think that um, it's such a personal thing. Like I always remind my couples, if you don't think that you would invite me to your wedding as a guest, I'm probably not the best photographer for you. Like keep looking. But if after meeting and hanging out and getting to know each other that you're like, you know what, I'd invite him anyway. And I can imagine that person fitting in with us and our guests and spending literally the whole day. And so it's pretty crazy the fact that we get invited to these weddings. I think that that relationship that you have with your vendors, especially vendors that you are working so closely with and who are, you know, around in these most intimate moments, that that relationship needs to be something that you work on and that you invest in and then you go, cool, this is our person. Let's go. Yeah, I love that. How do you think couples can really understand who the right photographer is. You know, you've reached out to them, they're available, their price sits well with you. What do you think they should be feeling when they're sitting there and having a chat? I think that they want to be feeling like this is someone like us who gets us. That comes from spending time with people. And I think the more time you spend, the more likely you are to find that you do have things in common. I've always had a bit of a pushback to the bigger studio mentality where it's like you're hiring a company and a name and then you meet a salesperson and then a photographer that might be assigned a couple of weeks before the wedding turns up. There is no relationship there yet and it might come throughout the day but when you're busy working it's, you know, you're not stopping to chat for ages and ages. So it's not the best time to get to know each other and it's harder to be vulnerable in front of someone you don't know. Mm. So I think that, um, you know, for couples who are wanting striking imagery that tells the story of who they are and where they've come from, the more comfortable they are with whoever is hanging around that day. And I don't even mean just photographers, like even the guests that they invite on the day. So when Kath and I got married, we had a bit of a rule where we said anyone that we invited to our wedding, we wanted to know. So basically, if we had a friend with a new partner, awesome, so welcome to come, but let's all catch up for a meal first because mm. we were younger. So we are at that point where, you know, people were starting to date. My wife was 20, I was 24. There was people in new relationships quite regularly, not just, you know, old friends that had been together for years. 
So we knew every single person at our wedding. We got to know our caterers. We got to know, well, we knew our photographer super well. We knew the videographer really well. All of the different people. We used a florist that I'd worked with so many times over the years. So, you know, when I went back to them, I said, hey, I've kind of got this concept in mind and this new idea that they're like, yeah, bring it on, let's go. So I think that that relationship is just number one. And if you're hiring an individual artist, there's so many talented individual artists out there. And I'm not saying there's not talented people who work for studios. Some of the most talented photographers I know work for studios. It's just really hard for them to have a relationship with the people that they're going to work for that day beforehand. Because number one, they're not being paid in any way, shape or form to do that. And so in some ways, why would they? And sometimes the studios want to keep that gap between people so that then if they have to last minute replace and, well, you know, it's not actually going to be James shooting the wedding that day, then they won't really know, right? Leaves a bit of a void there, doesn't it, in the relationship and the understanding between photographer and couple because I'm sure a lot of the discussions that you're having, just everyday chats to get to know them and what do you like and, you know, what's fun, but I'm sure you're having chats as well about what kind of photography they want. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I think the other thing is um, maybe, you know what, maybe a little less of what they want. And I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like when someone comes to you and they know you and you put yourself out there online and you share your work regularly, people generally come to you saying, do your thing. And then we have forms and different things that allow us to kind of personalise, you know, okay, cool, we're doing a grip shot, awesome. Okay, we're going to get bridal party a little bit more involved or less involved. P.S. Can I just say it's really hard to throw those names. I call it a bridal party. And as I said it, I'm like yeah, trying so hard to throw those terms away that I've been using for like 19 years. We're using wedding party. We're using uh, your favourite people. That's a really great discussion to have too. So I really want to talk to you. Can you share the story of Steph and Rob's wedding? Steph? was an old friend from Armadale. We went to the same school. We're in different years, but we knew each other through school. She was my real estate agent when I was leasing a place. I bought a car from her. I photographed her when we were both younger and we knew each other in so many different ways. And when she called me to photograph her wedding, I kind of realised how big a deal this wedding was going to be for me creatively and For her, it was going to be potentially quite challenging because one of the things that makes Steph unique is the fact that she has no usable eyesight. So when someone asks you to photograph their wedding knowing that they will never see the photos that you're going to take, you're like, how's that fair? Like I remember thinking, I was like, that sucks. Like we've got to do something for Steph. And because she was an old friend as well, I knew about her conrod dystrophy that she has The original photo shoot that I did for her many, many, many years ago was shortly after she was diagnosed and she started losing her eyesight. And she said, hey, I want to get some photos of me looking gorgeous because she's a beautiful, beautiful girl while I can still see these photos. And then when she called me, you know, years, years later, I was like, what are we going to do? And so I racked my brain. I spoke to everyone I knew. I spoke to Vision Australia. I spoke to my album company. I spoke to influential photographers in my life. Mainly I spoke to Kath running past her. What like, what do you think? If I did this, would that would that work? But basically where my head went was, cool, we have, um, we have a bride who is never going to see her wedding photos. So we ended up putting together 
a multi-sensory experience through texture and sound and sense. Vision Australia helped me put together these tactile prints. Vision Art is my album supplier. They helped me put together everything in one where it was all of these different sensory inputs put into a book that would play the audio back from, mm. from the moment. I mean, you can look that up. If you look up probably Blind Bride James Day, that should be enough in Google to bring that up. Yeah, and we're going to put it in the show notes as well because it really is the most incredible story, James. If you had a sweary, chocolate-addicted, wine-sipping fairy godmother who could help you with your wedding planning, what would you wish for? Perhaps no more waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, wondering what you've forgotten, or fretting about your RSVPs. Maybe no more spreadsheets or post-it notes or endless to-do lists. Well, I can help you with all of that. Websites is an Australian wedding website builder, guest management software, and wedding project planner all in one. Why is this such a game changer for you? Well, imagine everything to do with your wedding being in one place, updated in real time in the cloud, shareable to anyone else that's helping you, password protected for your guests, with notifications to tell you what needs to be done next and by when. It's amazing, right? I love how easy websites is to set up and use and how there are no ads on the platform yelling at you to spend more money on your wedding. To get started on your very own free wedding website, just head to websites.com, that's W-E-D-S-I-T-E-S dot com and enter the code UNBRIDELYPOD, that's UNBRIDELYPOD, to get 10% off their paid planning tools. The link is in the show notes. Her brother was a textile student. So I got him to come and help me choose fabrics. And then throughout the day, we linked different fabrics to different parts of the day and different scents. So basically, let's say she just put her dress on. Then we would pass around this bit of fabric that had this certain smell attached. Then we would record audio of that moment. So between the fact of being able to have these raised prints being able to have all of the audio, being able to have a scent and have a texture, the idea was just to be able to take her back mm. into that moment. So that's what we did. And it was by far, I was going to say the highlight of my life. The highlight of my life is probably seeing my kids born. But professionally, without doubt, I don't know how I could ever do anything else professionally that would top that feeling of being able to do that for Seth. It's beautiful, James. I remember when you started posting about it on social media and it's just, it makes you realise what a gift eyesight is and how much we take it for granted, but also yeah. how the experience boxed up for her and her new spouse is transformative in that she can always revisit. And so it's something that I wanted to talk to you about as well, about the value of tangible takeaway mementos like albums and things like that. And I'm guessing it's, you know, not every week that you're arranging raised prints for people, but prints on a wall and beautiful albums and things like that. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about the value you see in those. This photo right here is, is of me and my dad when I was a kid. And I have this in my office all the time, somewhere close to me. That reminds me of the love in my life 
these precious moments that I had with my dad, but also now gets me talking about my dad to my little boy who's never met him, to little Jacob. Now, Jacob is so confused by this whole idea of Grandpa was here, but he's not here anymore, and where did he go, and will he come back? But the wonderful thing is that these these little reminders, these little visual reminders that just are there to be subconsciously enjoyed all the time or to be something you can literally pick up and go, you're a great dad, you know? Or for a wedding couple, it could be that there's a photo sitting on the inside of their doorway, right? They walk in the door. Let's just imagine like I've just had the shittest day, right? (laughs) And, And there's this beautiful photo of my wife and I on the wall in a moment where we both were so connected and we truly loved and cherished each other in that moment. If I come home after a bad day, the temptation is to take that out on the people around me and to just be an absolute shithead, right? But if you then have visual reminders of times where you had it together and that you had something to be thankful for, then tell me, is that photo not going to make a difference in that moment? When you look over and you're like, I made some really big commitments to her. Like, I promised to put her before anyone or anything. I better do that. (laughs) Maybe I won't be a shithead. (laughs) That's why I tell my couples, I'm like, you need to have a photo where you guys feel super connected, like literally inside your doorway, your house. Yeah. That's my goal. I want to create works of art for you guys that take you back. Through gratitude, right? Yeah. I feel like we're all pretty switched on these days and we realise that, you know, data, unless it's printed, unless it's, you know, physically you can touch it, it doesn't really exist. You know, everyone's lost a phone, everyone's lost a hard drive, had a computer go down, They've all, everyone's lost photos and they've gone, holy crap, that's a big deal and I would pay a heck of a lot of money to get that data back because that data is memories and I've just lost those memories. Mm. And so it's like, cool, let's do something with it. And so... For me, I, you know, every client that I meet, there's a whole bunch of things that I run them through and I say, hey, look, I don't take on every job that comes my way because you're on my list of demands almost, you know? Like it's like, well, if you're going to hire me, it's like, you know, going back to the whole dating. Yeah, because, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. So, you know, couples are looking to you going, is James a good, you know, very dateable photographer? What are you looking at in the other direction? I want to make sure that they want what I do so that I could do what I do with my hands tied behind my back. I don't want to have to turn up to a wedding and go, okay, who do I need to be today? I kind of want to go, cool, like I can relax and do my thing. And one of the things that that I say to my couples is that I work with couples who who have a love of the tangible over the digital. And so if tangible is not important to them, like go hire someone else. I I literally say, if you're not someone who will send you a link and be done with it and say, see you later, then please don't hire me. Yeah. So on a dating metaphor, you're not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am photographer. You you want a bit of a connection. That's nice way to put it. It's a two-sided situation. Yeah, you're dating them. So you've checked off your checklist. They've checked mm-hmm. off their checklist. You think you're doing great. But then how do you really help couples dial into their emotions on their wedding day? How are you wooing them? I think the main thing is just by asking questions and taking interest in the little things. So if I've got a beautiful bride in front of me and I just say, wow, you look beautiful, then that's kind of like end of conversation. But if I say, hey, you know, what colour are your earrings? Like that's a really interesting colour. Or what perfume is that? It's 
it's really interesting to me. And then we can just talk about not me just making statements, mm-hmm. but me sort of asking a question about things. Then that helps people just, I think, tap in a little bit more to what they're experiencing around them. The way we want to spend most of our time is in more of a discovery kind of mode where we're, we're feeling where we're basically taking it all in and um, just appreciating what's in front of us. So, for example, when I'm photographing a couple, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to say, hey, Jack, when you watched Jill walk down the aisle, what went through your mind? And then just let it go. Mm-hmm. And then I photograph that. And I think that when they're now going to be vulnerable, it's just this beautiful cycle because then I feel like I can be more vulnerable. And I think that the best way to get someone to open up is to open up first. Mm. For sure. And this is this is why you're a good date, right? Because you're going, I'm feeling this and I'm, fe-, you know, we're asking how are you feeling to get, yeah, to get that reciprocity. If you were out on a date with someone, if the other person just looked at the meal and just went, cool, like, yeah, I've had this before. Who cares? Big deal. Yeah. Oh, I was hoping for better. Versus if you're sitting there across the table and that person said to the waiter or waitress, hey, what flavours are in this? Like, this is really unique. And then the chef comes over and has a chat to you about what you've just eaten. Like, how much more interesting is that going to be? And then you're sitting across the table from someone doing that. You're going to go, this guy helps me or this girl helps me appreciate what's in front of me. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help people go, hey, guys, this is a big freaking deal. Holy crap, we're here. You guys are here. You've got all of these people who you love right in front of you. Maybe you can hear them in the background right now. This is one thing I'll say. If we duck out for like a sunset shoot and you can hear people in the background, I'll say, hey, what can you hear? How does that make you feel? That's brilliant. It's this real exchange, isn't it? And if you think about it like that, you know, it just... It actually makes it an absolute no-brainer as to how to get the most out of your wedding day. It's actually yeah. appreciating it. You just need to appreciate what's in front of you. So if when you're chatting to a couple and they want to talk about their wedding, great, let's go. But if on the day you can say, hey, tell me about your cufflinks, and then you find out that they were the grandfather's cufflinks and grandfather's actually there and there might be able to be a way of incorporating grandpa into those photos with these cufflinks, then cool. You just got better photos from just asking a question because you're interested. Yeah, I really love that, James. One thing I often say is I think that couples have way more to do with how good their wedding photos would be than they realise. Oh, talk to me about that. I think that a lot of couples come to photography and they're like, that photographer can do what we want. I would actually say that depending on the people's attitude, the vendor or the photographers, they'll rise to that couple's expectations and they will rise to, I guess, the the level of interaction and value that the couple want to place on this. So if the couple are super invested and they are, you know, they're willing to do what it takes to, I don't know, literally date their vendor, then the vendor is going to come back and go, awesome. I want this to be really special for you. Yeah, it's just a little give and take, tiniest amount, but it's so, so human. Do you know the other thing? We mentioned couples and we, and I'm going, this is where the biggest difference you can make is to do this together. I've got a bit of a controversial way of doing things, which I know has offended and confused some people in the past. 
quite literally when I've put it out there on social media, I do this. I've had so many people get back to me like, yeah, but what about this and this and this and this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. After 19 years of experience, this is what I've found. My gut is right the majority of the time. It's just simply that if you want to work with me and you want me to want to work with you, I want both of you to be involved. If it's one person planning their princess wedding or whatever, no thanks. Like, I'm sorry, but no thank you. Those wedding days where it's just literally one person who does everything and then the other partner just simply turns up, the difference between that and where you've got both parties who are equally involved, they might have certain elements that they lean into a little harder, but when it comes to photography, you're 50-50. I'm sorry, if you're not, then... I don't think you're going to enjoy this. And I don't really want to witness that. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't want to shoot every wedding that comes to me. What I do and where it gets more controversial in some ways is if if I have a meeting, for example, where only one of them turns up, I'll say, hey, where's your partner? And if they say they can't make it, then I'll say, hey, cool, let's reschedule. And then they'll be like, oh, they work, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. I'll be more flexible to accommodate that because it's so important that you're all equally invested. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. So, James, do you have any last little gold nugget of advice for couples who are looking to date their wedding photographer? I would say that we're a weird bunch in this wedding world where we really get so invested in the people that we work with that they're not just clients. Like, I, I don't see the people I photographed in the past as just clients. Like, I went to their wedding. I literally was invited to their wedding. Like, I really enjoy staying in touch with those people. But if you, you know, it's like a girlfriend or boyfriend. If you don't part on bad terms and everything's still amicable, then, yeah, drop us drop us a line, drop us a DM because it actually doesn't stop cold on your wedding day. Very cool, James. And so for couples and other wedding photographers who want to stalk you, where can they find you? Just jump on Instagram is probably the best way and it's um, James Day Weddings. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Umbradley podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.